Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. I'm Robin Colbert, and this is Madison Forum. My guest this morning, well, he's a fellow that we have on time and again on Madison Forum, Dane County Executive Joe Parisi. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. I know you're in a pretty good mood today because uh, there's some big news you're going to be announcing concerning a multi-million dollar grant program for small businesses in Dane County. Yeah, this is this is a good day for small businesses um, in Dane County. It's 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 about time they got some good news. As everyone knows, yeah. our small businesses, our local businesses, have been hurting in a big way over the past couple of months. And um, if, if you recall, um, it, toward the beginning of the, the shutdown and the pandemic, um, we created a grant program. Um, we put $800,000 um, into um, a program that is going to be run, that is running now, um, by an organization called Dane by Local, which is made up of local businesses. And this was um, dollars that we put in to provide relief for small businesses um, just to help them with expenses getting through these challenging times. Now, as you might imagine, um, $800,000, while it's a lot of money, didn't last no. a long time <laughs> because there's so much need in the community. Um, so so now um, what we will be now announcing later today is that um, using money that we've been able to secure through the Federal CARES Act, we are going to be um, um, putting $10 million um, into that fund um, to help our local small businesses. And again, this is a grant fund. So these are dollars that people can apply to through Dane by Local. Dane by Local has a webpage called danebylocal.com. And small businesses um, locally can go on and apply for these grants um, just to help them get through this crisis. You know, I think our main goal now is to get as many of these dollars into the community as possible, as quickly as possible. We want to continue to throw a lifeline to our local businesses. We know, you know, that, that nothing will make up for the business they've lost, but it's certainly our goal to help them survive through the worst of this so that when we're able to start ramping up business again, that they're still here to ramp up. And now this, um, and and again, this is grant money, so this is free. This isn't a, a low-interest loan or anything like that. This is you get that money and... It's yours. Correct. Correct. This is to get money in, in, into their pockets, into their businesses. Um, it's not something they have to worry about paying back. This is a this is a grant program. And when we talk about uh, these monies, um, now the first round of the Dane by Local was that money taken out of county coffers. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So the first so now- eight hundred thousand dollars were county funds. Um, we wanted to you know to get as quick a turnaround as we could because we knew that any federal dollars that might be coming, and at that point we didn't know if they were going to or how many would be coming, um, how much would be coming. Um, we knew that would take a while, so we used eight hundred thousand dollars of county money um, to get that out into the business community as quickly as possible. So now being able to have access to ten million dollars um, to put into that fund to get out into the community is going to be a great great deal of assistance to folks. 
Yeah, and, um, you know, we saw what happened uh, in the first round with uh, the CARES Act uh, for the small business uh, stimulus that uh, came through Congress. Um, maybe some not-so-small businesses are not falling under the, the definition that we have in our minds came forward and uh, look to get some of that money. Now, with with this pot here, uh, Joe, are there? do they have to meet any sort of criteria or hoping to avoid just what we saw nationally. Yeah, the nice thing about this funding is that this is coming directly through Dane County. So okay. this, this comes from an allocation that we received, and we are um, using this to fund this grant program that is run um, by the or- an organization that is made up of local businesses. Okay. So this is much more direct. There's still certainly a process that, that, that people need to go through an application. Um, you know, everything will be audited to make sure that the funds are um, going where they need to, but it will not have um, the red tape um, that, that some of these other programs have taken. Because again, our goal is to get this money into the community um, to help businesses survive, to help their employees survive, and to help maintain an infrastructure so that when we start to be able to ramp our community, our, our economy back up, we don't businesses don't have to start from scratch at least they will still be intact we know it won't make them whole but it should help a lot and by being run uh, locally too i'd imagine you know people are are familiar with around here what's local what's not or what's small business what's yeah. not uh, yeah 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 and you know and, and and you really one of the things that this crisis has kind of driven home certainly for me is the extent to which our local businesses make up the unique character of our communities and how much of our community's identity um, and local economy are tied to these businesses. Um, for example, you know, you know, we look at, you know, some places that later today will be at Ward Brat Music. Um, you know, just the place, yeah. you know, Ward Brat has always been here. Or any, you know, think of any of your local corner restaurants. These are the local businesses that 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 that, that people use, families have gone to for, you know, in some cases for generations. And the dollars that are spent in those local businesses, a very high percentage of those dollars are spent back into our local community and recirculate in our community. And so I've gotten even a greater appreciation for our local businesses and and how much they they make up who we are in Dane County. Yeah, Ward Brought, that takes me back to um, uh, the 80s where I got my first musical instrument, getting into high school band, you know. It's, uh, uh, yeah, something, the fabric of your community that, uh, boy, once they're off limits, it's just... Changes changes quite a bit, that's for sure. Um, also, are uh, Joe, are gig workers uh, covered under this? Do you know? If they are a business, they they would be. I don't believe they would be directly as someone who's who's doing a, a gig job. But I think anyone who has a question about this, should if, if they do have their own business, they should go ahead and go to danebylocal dot com and you know check out the criteria and fill out an application. And, um, you know, those folks will be able to answer all those questions. So um, the past, you must have felt kind of like Santa Claus this past week, uh, you know, upon this news of $10 million, uh, earlier in the week, uh, Dane County teaming up with second, uh, or teaming up, teaming up to buy uh, food, giving to Second uh, Harvest Food Bank, like $3 million you guys have been able to donate? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it is very, it is very rewarding to finally be able to get um, more dollars into the community because, as you know, Robin, it's just heartbreaking to see so many of our friends and neighbors suffering, be, be they small businesses or employees.
employees um, of those businesses. Um, folks are going hungry. Folks are concerned about their rent. They're concerned about where their food and shelter is going to be coming from in the next couple of months. And, you know, I, I, I take this stuff very personally and feel personally responsible for everyone in this community. And so the, 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 the least we can do and what we have to focus on, in my opinion, first and foremost is just basic food and shelter um, and getting dollars into people's pockets um, when necessary. So the program that we announced earlier this week um, is a great partnership, <clears throat> pardon me, between Dane County and Second Harvest Food Bank of, uh, and um, a whole bunch of our local farmers. So what this does is we are going to use $3 million of the CARES Act money um, that, was, that was awarded to Dane County. And this $3 million will be um, channeled through Second Harvest for them to buy food over the next um, 90 days. And a good portion of that food will be food from local farmers. Now, we had to work on a lot of it's, it's kind of a direct concept, but the logistics of it can be very complicated because, as all of us are learning now, um, the supply chains for all businesses, but certainly for food, mm -hmm. are very complicated. For example, you know, milk and dairy products and meat that's processed that, that's produced in Dane County isn't necessarily processed in Dane County. Um, you know, the dairy often will go to, 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 to plants outside of Dane County to be turned into cheese, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the meat products are processed, sometimes even out of state. So a very simple concept, which is we want to use um, money that we're using to feed people locally to purchase food from local growers, sometimes that's a little complex. But what we've, what we've managed to do, and there was a lot of staff time put into this, a lot of great partnerships developed, is... We are going to be, um, th this money that's going to Second Harvest is going to be used to purchase products from Dane County growers and farmers. Um, and the way that'll happen, in some cases, for example, certain dairy products, we will purchase those from the, the, the places that, that, that turn the dairy into cheese, the processing plants. Um, the same with other products. Um, and even though those plants aren't physically located in Dane County, mm -hmm. they're processing Dane County products. So that's how we buy the Dane County products from our farmers as we get them there. And then so we have those those parts of the partnership. And then we're also working with vegetable growers and our um, community-supported agriculture, CSA farmers, um, to get fresh produce over the next three months and purchase that from them. Um, and so that so that that can be used at the food banks and distributed throughout the the, the county. So why this is such a, a an important program is not only are we getting fresh wholesome food for people who are in need, but because we are getting it um, to to a great extent, not 100%, um, but to a great extent um, from local growers. Again, it's that it's that by local concept. It's 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 helping our local farmers. Um, it's keeping more of those dollars in the in the county. So we purchased this food from, you know, that, that benefits local growers, and then they recirculate those dollars in our community. So it's a bigger bang for the buck. Because what we've seen now, ironically, is we have a situation in which, you know, tens of thousands of people um, are, are worried about food security right now in our community. Sure. We have 30,000 people since this, this crisis began who have filed for unemployment in Dane County. Um, but so at, at, on one end of the spectrum, we have people who are more in need of food, some people who have never been in need before. On the other end, we have farmers who have food and are producing food that they're having trouble getting to market because sometimes some of the supply chains are breaking down. Um, we've had instances where 
there's a decrease in demand for certain products, um, certain dairy products. We've all seen the, the videos of farmers milk, having yeah. to dump milk um, because of restaurants closing down, et cetera. So, so this, this project is able to meet, to, to build a bridge between the need for farmers to move their product um, and, and, and the need that people have for food right now. So this is a very exciting um, program to, be get, to, to get underway. It's unfortunate that we're in a crisis and this is something we have to do. Um, but we're able, we are able to do it because we are committed to making sure that everyone in our community has food to put on their table. I think everybody got a, a real harsh lesson, too, in how the supply chain works is uh, with a toilet paper shortage, too. I mean, just here's Wisconsin, you know, a, a big uh, paper-producing state and just what we went through to keep that stocked on our shelves. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, Joe, we're all learning a lot. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, Joe, how much has Dane County received? Does, is it the state that gets this money from CARES and then distributes to each county based on need, or does this money come directly through the CARES Act to Dane County? It depends on the size of the community, but in Dane County, because we're a, a county of over 500,000 people, that was the, the cutoff, the threshold. Mm. Um, the dollars have come directly to Dane County for distribution. There's roughly $95 million, um, which sounds like a lot of money, and it, and it is, obviously, and it's, it's very welcome. Um, but it's when we look at the scale of the need um, out there, there are many, many, many uses for those dollars. Um, you know, we're, you, there are, the dollars, I should say, have to be spent. Part of the criteria um, is they have their relief dollars that have to be spent on expenses that are COVID-related, so like feeding the community, um, um, yeah. the small business gr um, grants for, for, for the job losses and the hits that the businesses are taking um, when we're looking at, you know, challenges with housing, et cetera. You know, as you know, I think we've talked about um, the fact that – Currently, we are putting approximately 350 people a night um, who are formerly homeless mm -hmm. in hotels and trying to keep them safe and trying to um, make sure that they can social distance um, so we don't have, you know, you know uh, large groups of people who are experiencing homelessness um, catch, catch COVID-19. So we have a lot of expenses related to this, and so those dollars will help immensely with, with those initiatives. Now, uh, this past week, the governor uh, talking about just uh, the state expenses and calling on agencies uh, to make 5% uh, cuts, about $70 million. Uh, have you even started thinking? I suppose you're always thinking about budgets. I mean, is this something that yeah. the county is going to have to look at? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we're examining a number of, op a number of options now. We... At the beginning of the crisis, I want to say probably close to six weeks ago, I implemented immediately when things started going south um, a hiring freeze so that we've frozen all hiring. Um, we are examining a number of different options as we speak um, for, for cutting back. You know, it's that, it's that challenging balance right now because county government is such a safety net and we have to be there for the people. And a lot of what we do is focus on vulnerable populations, such as, you know, some of the things we've been talking about. Um, but yeah, we are looking at a number of different options. We know that the next couple of budgets are going to be tough because this isn't even looking at, when, when, when we look at what we're coping with right now, um, you know, we, we're mindful of our, our 2021 budget that we have to put together. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Together this year. But what this crisis has done is it's kind of, um, to a great extent, imploded the current budget under which we're living now in 2020. Um, because, you know, for example, we have a $500 million, roughly $500 million operating budget in Dane County government. And this year, $68 million of, of those dollars is budgeted to come from sales tax. Well, yeah. sales tax revenues are probably going to be down 25 30%. So that's why we initially, you know, immediately implemented the hiring freeze. And while we're in the process right now of looking for other, um, examining all the various options that exist. Furlough's an option? Yeah, I mean, everything's on the table right now. We haven't made any decisions Mm -hmm. um, about which are best and which is the best way to go. We do have um, some successful history in the past. When we look back at what's worked before, we looked at the Great Recession. um, Some of the the things we did is we worked with our employees to offer um, voluntary, voluntary unpaid furloughs. And a number of people signed up for those. So basically, it would be, be like someone saying, okay, I'm going to volunteer to take off two weeks unpaid. Mm -hmm. So the more we can do voluntarily and through freezes and working cooperatively with our our employees, um, the the better. Um, Again, because of the nature of county government, so many of our folks are are essential employees that are needed to help in the community. Um, But, you know, again, as I said, unfortunately, nothing's nothing's off the table at, at, at the moment. Yeah, and um, are, are there any, I was just trying to think of, um, I can't think of any, and I know I'm probably missing something, but uh, any big uh, tangible projects that the county was looking to get started this year, anything that's, you know, definitely like, yeah, we, we're not going to be able to tackle that. I mean, cause, uh, uh, let's see, the the plans are the hope for uh, reconstruction at Alliant or redevelopment at Alliant. That was taken out of the budget. What was that, last last budget session or? Yeah, so the, the, the Lion Energy Center, that's a, a really good example, has been hit especially hard by this. Now, the Lion Energy Center is what we refer to as an enterprise-funded um, um, enterprise, uh, funded operation in that it's part of county government, but it's, it's funded by um, it, the, the events that come there. Sure. Right? It's going to self-funding and not on the – we don't use county operating dollars for it. Now, as, as we know – they, like other businesses, have been completely shut down, and we are, you know, going to lose millions of dollars in revenue at the Alliant Energy Center um, this year. So, you know, as far as looking at, you know, plans for redevelopment and expansion, you know, right now we're looking at going to be looking at survival, and yeah. so we're going to have to re-examine, you know, all of that, um, you know, in the context of of, of this, this pandemic. Um, I mean, literally over the next probably couple of years, because um, there's a there's a good chance that, that that little, if anything, will actually happen there throughout this year. Now, if things get better and we can ramp up slightly, there might be some smaller events, but we're not going to see the big events. For example, the CrossFit Games um, that that have been at the, the Lion Energy Center the last couple of years, those have been canceled this year, and that was a major <clears throat> event um, for for the Lion Energy Center. So that's just one of those areas where we're going to have to step back and reevaluate where we are. And, you know, just because we're, we are literally living in a new reality now 
and will be for the next couple of years. And October is still a ways away, but given the news with the EAA scrapping its plans, I know that's earlier, it's in uh, July, but um, I know there's got to be a big concern about World Dairy Expo. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, I, under no scenarios I've seen has, has anyone, you know, predicted there will be a vaccine done or in wide use by that time. So, you know, everything is question is a question mark at this point. And that's a big player as far as revenue. Oh, that's from, huge. It's, yeah. it's, one, it's literally one of the largest um, trade shows in the nation. So between losing that, if we lose that, and, you know, losing CrossFit mm-hmm. and concerts and that sort of thing, um, yeah, we're facing the same thing that so many businesses are facing, and we're going to have a lot of hard decisions to make. Now, the Dane County Jail, there's a project that comes to mind. I mean, uh, that's a goal, right? Is this going to interrupt that at all? or? You know, I don't believe this should interrupt that. Um, that's a capital project that, that most of the work, um, you know, is, 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 on, is on pace for. Um, you know, that along with, you know, for example, there's a, we have a major solar project that's going up at the airport in partnership with MG&E um, this summer, and, and that'll be moving forward. So, you know, you know these, these construction projects, if they can continue to move forward, you know, will also be, you know, important piece of, of, of getting people back to work. Yeah, and uh, now we're in the, the kind of the waiting mode here as we go forward into May, because um, at any point here we can get a ruling from the state Supreme Court on uh, the suit to uh, um, strike down the extension of Safer at Home, which goes, uh, is it through the either through the 26th or up until the 26th of this month? Yeah. So if that, um, if justices, I, I know you obviously would hope that uh, they would uphold the extension, but, you know, it, there's a very good chance that they won't. And so what are we looking at? Uh, businesses could reopen as soon as in a little over a week. Yeah. So, you know, my it's probably no secret that, that, that my hope is that they will allow, you know, science and public health to, to guide us. Um, but if they don't, we will, you know, we, we had orders in place, you know, early on before the state even did. Um, and, you know, we would certainly look in Dane County to our health experts, our public health department, to determine what we will do locally. Um, you know, I, I, I think that we can, w- when we look around the world, when we, look, when we listen to, to the, the, the public health experts, we know that what works is what we're doing now. Um, and certainly it's not without economic pain, um, and, and, you know, we're doing everything we can to mitigate that, but, you know, I, I, I do feel that it's unfortunate that this has become such a divisive um, and somewhat partisan issue. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is denying that that, that, that that people are suffering the economic effects of this, but it, it would be so much more productive if we could come together and have productive discussions about finding the right balance rather than kind of lining up on other sides of the fence and screaming at each other like we've seen. So, you know, if the Supreme Court does um, you know, halt the, the governor's orders, as you said, they would go through, I believe it's the 26th, and we would look locally because we know what we need to do is, you know, adhere to a certain set of guidelines if we want to be successful with this. We have to see a reduction in cases for four days. We have to see adequate testing. We have to have the capability to trace um, the, 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 the folks with whom people who test positive have been in, in contact with. Because if we don't do that and we open up too early, we're going to have to go through all of this again. Uh-huh. Because the reason that cases are lower now is because we've been doing the safer at home. 
if we have a spike, I mean, there are many predictions that say this could get incredibly bad this fall and winter if we relax too early. So another thing that we've done with some of the Federal CARES Act dollars is we are allocating about $700,000 to beef up um, our, our support through the Public Health Department. We're going to be adding eight employees, um, folks to do contact tracing, um, folks to work with um, institutions like nursing homes, assisted living, um, infectious control people, because our goal, again, is to get down to a certain level um, and so that we have few enough cases like we do now so that every single person who tests positive can have that visit by a team so they can get in touch with every single person that they've been in touch with, and that way we contain, can contain the disease until there's a vaccine. And that is the, the, the path through which we can start to ease open again. And again, opening up won't be like flipping a switch. If we think of how we got here in the first place, first we went, you know, band gatherings of 250 mm -hmm. or more, then 50, then 10 or more, then, then where we're at now, I see this will be more like a gradual ratcheting up. And as we continue to be able to maintain and trace, we, we'll be able to continue to ratchet up. And then if there is an outbreak, temporarily ratchet down. But the more we can do it right up front and do it right the first time, the better off we'll be in the long run. And how does that, uh, just quickly, Joe, work, uh, let's say, for uh, that the, the state order is uh, the extensions rescinded, it goes back to, um, you know, opening up in uh, earlier May rather than late May. Uh, do counties have their own authority to issue or does this, would that state Supreme Court ruling supersede anything you could do on a county level? It would depend how they rule. I would certainly hope they wouldn't supersede because the basis of the argument against the governor's orders um, that we've seen from, the, from the, the majority party in the legislature has been that they don't believe that every community is the same and has to have the same response. Mm. So if that is what the, the, the Supreme Court rules and that there can't be a blanket order, I would hope that they will still allow um, local communities on local counties through their health department to determine what is best for them. I mean, ideally, if they do overturn it, um, I would like to see the orders, you know, remain in place until we get the green light from our public health community um, department, um, you know, as far as Indian County. And I think the most effective way would be to work in partnerships with our neighboring counties too, um, so that we can so that we can act as as regents. Um, I just I just think it's it 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 frightens me greatly to think that the Supreme Court would do a blanket, you know, would overturn it um, with, with a blanket effect that did not allow local units of government to, to, to do what's best for their community. I mean, can you picture if Dane County and Milwaukee and Brown County mm. were not able to do what we need to do right now, um, we would see a tremendous spike. We would see loss of life. We would see our hospitals um, potentially being overwhelmed. And we've done such a good job up to this point avoiding that. I would hope they they, they allow us to keep the tools to do so. Yeah, you would think because one ideology goes against the other. You know, if they rule, well, no, the governor does not, or this order doesn't have authority, a blanket authority over the state. Well, then how could you go and rule and then give a blanket authority? <laughs> Yeah, you see yeah, what exactly. I mean. I, I yeah, I guess we'll just have to sit back and we'll we'll just have to wait until it happens. But obviously, uh, behind the scenes, you're getting ready just in case. Yeah, I mean, because you look at again, we have been incredibly successful here. Um, look at some of the folks that haven't been. Look at Brown County. They have more than twice as many cases as we do. They've had breakout, you know, outbreaks mm -hmm. in meatpacking facilities, assisted living, etc. Um, what does a place like that do if the Supreme Court takes away their ability? 
to, to, to have social distancing guidelines. Well, I guess I you mean, would this, argue... This would be disastrous. Critics would argue, well, that's, in, that's the business's own right to determine if uh, they can safely operate. Yeah, so I, I guess the, I, it's, if, if there were, you know, if it were a victimless decision, I would say sure. But, I mean, what you have right now, I mean, arguably is, you know, more vulnerable workers being sacrificed. Um, when you look at at some of the folks who are being forced to keep working, I mean, the folks who work in those meatpacking places, for example, I mean, obviously these are human beings with families, and 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 to you know subject them to have to make the choice of you know losing their jobs forever or or coming to work and risk that, and and then the the, the other important piece of this obviously is. It's not that clean, right? It's not like there are lines you can draw mm-hmm. around a meatpacking facility or a certain area and say, well, it's only going to impact the people there. Because people interact, and especially if the orders are lifted, um, it, it it's really frightens me to think about how quickly um, this disease is going to, to, to skyrocket again and how many innocent people um, are going to become very ill and lose their lives. Because, yeah, Wisconsin, um, you know, we're at uh, about 7,000 cases right now confirmed, um, 300-some deaths. Um, Dane County here, a couple dozen deaths and over 400 uh, cases. Um, but we were, uh, so far, up until now, um, we've been lucky that our hospitals did not become overwhelmed. In fact, that second overflow facility at Alliant Energy Center, I mean, they haven't completely put it off the table, but they're not redeveloping that now for a overflow. Right. Right, yeah. and that's why sometimes it's kind of hard to wrap around your head that success means is measured by something not happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, you know, it's like getting lulled into a false sense of security. Right. I mean, our our numbers are relatively low now because what we're doing is working. Um, and and again, the the alternate, you know, the choices are not you know either one of the extremes. Right. If if we have a choice between completely opening it up or just remaining on lockdown indefinitely, that's a that's a pretty stark choice. But I guess what I'm saying is if we take advantage of the gains we've made already and we get enough testing in place, see, that's another piece of this that's such a challenge, is that once we have enough testing in place, we can safely start to open up because if our numbers are kept low enough again um, and, and, we, and we identify and trace the, the cases that do pop up, um, we can relatively safely begin to slowly dial back up. But if it's an either or in, 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 in either extreme, um, n- neither of those is a good situation. So yeah. that, you know, it, it kind of comes back to my original point. I hope that cooler heads pr- can prevail and that we can sit down and have a discussion about this because both sides have valid points. Um, so rather than, you know, just shouting at each other from, from, <laughs> from, yeah. from hopefully six feet away um, and, 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 and looking at one extreme or the other, um, there, there is a middle ground that can work if people can, um, can, can just come together and have some civil discourse over this issue. Alrighty, Joe Parisi, Dane County Executive, always a pleasure. You've been listening to Madison Forum. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.